The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome everybody to the KyberCast. This is episode number 50. Oh my gosh, 50. Recorded May 28th, 2020. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one of the hosts. And with me as always is... And I'm Michael Diaz, the other host. Michael, 50. Uh, you know, I, I actually forgot it was our 50th until I came back to record today. So I thought we were going to do something fairly special, but maybe it's better that we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that kind of added pressure. No, we don't. We don't. And it's just it's just another show. But it is kind of nice to get to 50. Um, I co- Coincidentally, I'll be turning 50 this month. So wow, you're interesting. Old. So old. So old. Half, half a century is fucked. So, but you know, we, we we had a week off. We took a week off for the the Memorial Day weekend, and honestly, I, I think I needed it. It was a nice. It was so nice out here that we we've been you know quarantined with COVID, like everybody else in the in the country, and uh, well, yeah, some parts of the country, but at least here in Michigan, we are. And uh, it was so nice out that I just we were outside, and like I'm, I don't want to go inside, so <laughs> I kind of called it last week without you knowing really. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice holiday. It was a it was a good time. It was, but a lot of stuff happened um, in the last couple of weeks, and so we're going to kind of run down the news bits, I guess you could say, for the last couple of weeks. There's a lot of things to talk about. Uh, number one, I'm going to let Michael not let Michael. Michael knows more than I do about this. That's why, because uh, he's the Star Trek guy. Yeah, basically anything that's not Star Wars, I think I know more. <laughs> uh maybe you know more of the comic stuff but uh if it comes to films or movies of like marvel movies i know but i don't know all the comics so that's fair there that's fair we're talking star trek there's a few announcements out there one of them i'm really excited for because we talked about it before and uh why don't you let the listening audience know well it's been out for on. over a week so i'm sure you all know by now that the next star trek show that has been confirmed is called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And yes, it bring it brings back fan favorite Anson Mount as Captain Pike. It brings back the Enterprise. It's basically the Enterprise before Kirk and Bones and Uhuru and Sulu. Or Uhura, sorry. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's the Enterprise 10 years before with Captain Pike, so it's with Spock, and with uh, number one, Rebecca Romaine. Are you, are you okay with that being a prequel? You know what? Had you told me two years ago there's going to be a prequel before TOS? I mean, I'm just judging by my reaction to, to Discovery. I was not interested in Discovery at all. And I loved it. Right. So I love Pike as a captain, especially Anson Mount's version of Captain Pike. Uh, captain Pike. So I shouldn't be all in on this but i am 
So from what I understand, this is going to be very episodic, not necessarily thread like the other ones. But there'll be some small threads through it from what I when I read, but it's not going to be quite the one season, one story kind of thing, right? It's like very. It's going to be episodic, much like the original Star Trek, but maybe a few things carry through. I would like to think so. I mean, that's what I'm hearing, but also just based on the title, Strange New Worlds, we're hoping to see many different worlds. I mean... Federation's huge, and yeah, it's bigger by the time Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and all that happen, but we've only seen a handful of the member species of the Federation, so. I'm thinking it's going to be like X-Files Star Trek, you know, where you have these interesting episodes, things happen, but there's one through line that kind of happens throughout you know, that kind of picks up and leaves off. Like an overarching mythology, but we still get the monster of the week. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to be, which would be cool. And I think it will be, you know, if it's done like X-Files, it'll be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, uh, conspiracy type stuff, but I think it's something around how they get to, I guess they kind of have to tell the story of how it gets to Kirk, right? Right. Or no. Right. Do they have to or do they not have to? Eh, they don't have to, but they can. I mean, they they can certainly end there. I could see if this went, you know, a few seasons, they could end right before uh, the you know TOS, the original series, starts. Do you think they could take some digitally enhanced versions of the original Star Trek and kind of bridge it, like you know, cut out Kurt from other scenes, much like they did Leia in Rise of Skywalker, like at the at the last. Maybe the last episode where Spock meets Kirk or something. They've done stuff like that stop. before, like on Deep Space Nine, they went back in time and there's the whole thing about the disease going around, why some of the Klingons lost their ridge. And it was an embarrassing time mm-hmm. that Worf didn't want to talk about. But so I could see, I mean, obviously the show is just coming out, but if it's successful enough and it gets to the point where they want to do the segue to, you know, mm-hmm. the original series. They can do a whole Robert Zemeckis, you know, a la Forrest Gump. And I don't think it's more like Tarkin. Oh, no, not like Tarkin. Please, no. That's horrible. It's not horrible. It was great for the time. It was totally fine. It's because you know he's dead. Right. It's good. It's horrible. It is not horrible. It's because everybody knows he's dead. When I showed it to people who don't know anything about it, they didn't even know it was a digital person. It's very different when someone doesn't know the character. And that's fine. But to someone that knows, and I know Kirk, I'm going to be like, what is that creepy-ass shit? What is that uncanny valley going on? Yeah, because you know. You're looking for it. I'm not looking for it. I just want natural. They can do... It can be done where it looks natural. That is not it. The Leia was bad. He was fine. I'm talking the Leia from Rogue One. That was no was worse bad. than the Tarkin. No worse. Oh, yeah, it was. It, because the dark, the lighting was too bright. And, you know, at least the tar- <laughs> Tarkin was fine. Oh, you're so full of shit. No. They both looked the same, which was, no. if it was a still image, fine. But moving and looking like a human, not at all. <laughs> Just, so, well, what do you, okay, so they haven't even started shooting the show yet. No. They, because it, Because of everything that's going on. It's the part of Discovery that I like the most is when Pike took over, you know. So I'm really excited to see that character, you know, push forward the, the storyline. 
So I think it's going to be better than Discovery, personally. I hope. I hope. But maybe because it's it, – they're going to probably – they're going to have to shoot it in, in a very like, uniform, nostalgic – like they did the Discovery. You know, they, it fit that era. So it's going to be very interesting because if it's only 10 years before the original Star Trek, then – you know, that much will look different, I would think, in terms of um, artistic design. And it's it is the same Enterprise ship, right? Like Kirk didn't get a new one. Correct. So they're going to go back to that original design, I would assume. Yep. And they Which is what it was in Discovery. They didn't make changes when the Enterprise showed up at the end of Season 1 of Discovery. They did make mm-hmm. some tweaks. And the reason for that was because up until then, I mean, right before CBS and Viacom remerged together, the agreement was, you know, Viacom, they got the, uh, you know, Viacom, Paramount, they got the mm-hmm. film rights, and that's why J.J. Abrams' Enterprise looks different. Why it's actually right. much larger. And then uh, the CBS, CBS portion got to do the TV, so when they showed it show up, they did alter it a little bit. But now that everything is owned in-house again, they can do whatever they want. But they'll probably tweak it. They tweak it. If you look at all the movies, they tweak the Enterprise yeah, every, every time. time. Even from TV show to the original Star Trek movie to Khan and all that, they all kind of change a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Plus so, they blow up. They kill the ship. It has to change because it gets blown up every episode. <laughs> I would like to see an episode where it's just the guys that have to keep fixing the fucking thing. Like, can't, you know, it's the same guys, you bring it back into the shop, like, God damn, you know, I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's kind of like if they shot the workers of the Death Star, you know, like that kind of thing. The people that, the unsung heroes. The ones that keep stuff running in the background. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the, the bridges get destroyed every fucking episode, right? They're always jumping around. That is true. That is very back. true. I would like to see. Like, where do they go? <laughs> and why, where, why do rocks keep showing up? <laughs> <laughs> a bridge gets destroyed and all of a sudden you see rocks and rubble like where did, are, are these consoles full of rocks what's going on it's very funny anyway, anyway. Is, but is there any particular storyline that you're looking for in this before we move on to the next thing no I'm just for me the one that sells me on this is the characters I love Pike uh, I thought that uh, mm-hmm. Ethan Peck did a fantastic Spock and even Ro- Rebecca Romaine she's very interesting as number one so it's, for me, yeah, it's it looks good. Uh, they can go anywhere, and they did a good job in social media of thanking the fans because they asked, you know, like the fans did ask for it, and you know, smart move on CBS to like, okay, well, there's a lot of you know good thoughts, good sentiment towards it. Let's go for it, you know. Yep, I think that's what the streaming stuff is good for. They can really get a handle of what people are liking and, and force feed them more stuff if they want it. That's, I mean, the streaming they get a direct count and who what demographic like they know where you are you know there's a lot of shit they learn from us streaming every day well, yeah, it's not just over the year so they know exactly who you are now obviously there might yeah. be other people in your household watching it and whatnot but they have ways they always have ways yeah. they have ways so talking about streaming hbo max debuted i think yesterday i'm not buying another one you know, I have HBO on my cable, and now you want me to pay HBO Max. I'm like, God. Isn't just, it the same price? It's a totally different thing. I thought HBO Max was 
everything on HBO plus all this extra stuff, but the same price. Well, that's an, in addition to me having it in my cable company. Like I have to what, cancel my cable one and then do this? I don't, I don't know. If, if that's what it is, fine. I don't know what you pay for HBO on your cable. Uh, it's like 10 bucks or something. Oh, I think this is 15 Right. I I haven't yeah, looked into it, but I think I might get it for free. Yeah, how? Just well, I I thought I saw something online, and I have to do some more digging. But I think because I'm a Direct TV customer, I get three months for free. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure everybody will get something for free because no one's going to jump and just get it. Well, okay. You, you can't. You can't say that. And here's why. Disney obviously has Star Wars and. Marvel. And they still gave a month free. Well, yeah, but they, you know, they have Star Wars and they have Marvel. Mm-hmm. HBO Max has the DC universe, so that's the only place to go for all this DC stuff, which is not in demand as much. Okay, well, I got uh, now that I've said that, I also have to say they also have that whole DC universe service, which is comics and streaming, and oh, like it's all part of it. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So HBO Max, and then on top of that, on top of that, they've got this uh, kind of risque, vulgar, Harley Quinn cartoon that's on Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi is owned by NBC Universal, but it's obviously owned by Warner Brothers. The show, yeah, DC thing too. Yeah, who knows? This is a Warner Brothers thing, right? Yes. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to pay for Friends. You know what I mean? Like they're they're telling it with friends and you know friends reunion and all that stuff. So I, you know, for three months, I'll 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 get it for free for three months and I'll just tear through Veep. Well, I I can do that now. That's the thing. Like I, I I have to look at what I what I get. I have to look at how that works for me. You know, I you know the right answer probably should have been I will get it for three months and I'll just tear through Game of Thrones. But my first thought is not Game of Thrones. I want to watch Veep. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. It's that's a good show. Um. But they are going to bring back – it looks like what they're trying to do is they – they again, this is kind of going back to what I just said about the Star Trek thing about listening to the fans. And the fans have been clamoring for the Justice League, the Snyder Cut because of everything that went wrong with, with the movie. And he had personal things that came up while he was shooting. And I think he handed – I don't know if his wife passed away. Something was bad. His daughter really was bad. Yeah. I mean that's horrible. So he had, he had to stop. And – it was taken over by um, Josh Whedon, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of marvelized it a bit, or brought that kind of humor to it, and kind of you can see it's a tale of two movies and two two thoughts and ideas. So I am excited that the Zack Snyder cut's going to come. They're going to they're going to add thirty million to it. Um, Actually, that's a lot of post production money. I saw an interview where they said uh, one one of the guys, the execs from Warner Brothers, said, "I wish it was only thirty million." Oh, wow. Well, I think it's a smart move for them because it will definitely get you know interest. I would like to see it. I I root for the DC stuff because I love the characters. I mean, I love Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. I like those characters. And and I, actually, my only motive is I hope they do it right because I'd love to see Henry Cavill or yeah Henry Cavill as uh, Superman more. Which I did see something today. He might be in the next Aquaman. We'll see. You know, here's the thing, and I think I've mentioned this before. When it comes to comics, 
I prefer Justice League to Avengers. I just always have. Even though I've been a Marvel guy my most of my life, I love the Justice League. I mean, because it's it's I, for me, it's been more iconic. You have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and then whoever else, like Green Lantern, The Flash, yada yada yada. Avengers, and this might be part of my upbringing, because when I grew up in the eighties, the Avengers was a mess. Iron Man was over on the West Coast Avengers. I mean, I think when I started reading it, like the Avengers were like Doctor Druid, uh, you know, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, Namorita, the Black Knight, the guy who couldn't even use his sword, Black Knight. I mean, it was just, ugh, it was awful. So maybe that had to do with it. But obviously, Marvel has done well bringing it to screen as the core Avengers team that we saw like back in the 60s and then has been the predominant iteration of the Avengers the last, what, 10, 15 years now. Right. So obviously the movies are fantastic. I wanted Justice League to be good. And to be fair, I still haven't seen it. I haven't. Yeah, you can't talk. This ticks me off. You have to talk. You have to at least watch it. Why? Well, I, would you want to know the difference between the two? I mean, I mean, just something to talk about. Like, I, I watch even if I hate it, I'll still have watched it once, you know, to see what happens. I like there's, – there's always – there's always nuggets of every film that I think are good or a good idea. Every film? You know, so I kind of look for those. I, I kind of look for those. Hmm? I don't know. I I, I got to bring myself. Yeah, because to- because in, in Justice League, Wonder Woman's fantastic. She's great in it. It's, it they, they grew her character through it. Um, I didn't particularly care for the way they handled the Flash, but that was her choice. And I liked Aquaman. And, and and I think Ben Affleck got way too much flack for his Batman. I liked it. It was very – I think they made the decision, the wrong decision to make Batman at the end of his career. Yeah. I think, you know, it's not Ben, Affle- it's not ben Affleck's fault that they chose that. They, 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 they wrote that and chose him. And he was good as Batman. I liked him. I get you. Um, I mean, but it, was, it was a bad choice to make him at the end of his career. It should have been, you know, four years in or something. Right. Making him Dark Knight Returns Batman, bad idea because you really don't have anywhere to go. Exactly. Because if you – like everybody who probably listens to the show, the Dark Knight Returns was – there's a whole lifetime of experience against with Superman, you know, and the reason that he did what he did. Right. And it's more yeah, powerful because they had been friends for so right. long, for decades. In right. Dark Knight Returns, the payoff when they fight is so much more. Right now, the idea of this goes back to a lot of comics. I don't know, you know, there's probably many. You, you would, again would be the authority on that. But the idea that Batman, and, and I've even seen it in a few um, animated features, Batman is the one who kind of figures out everybody's weakness to make sure they can't turn against the Earth. You know what I mean? Right. Like he, he he can take out anyone if he needed to because he's the 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 hope of humans, the of, of human. Um, Ingenuity, yep. right? So, I don't mind that. Just like, like he figures out a way to make sure you know he could kill Superman, which was Batman versus Superman. That was that movie. Did you see that one? Uh, I saw like five minutes. Okay, because you can't have conversations if you don't see it. Well, so, maybe one of those should make better movies. There's well, yeah, maybe, but you can still, you know. <laughs> I just again, I'll go back to this Corsese thing. Maybe he should too, but I still watch the whole damn thing. The point is, there's there's good points to those to those stories. There's good things 
in those scripts that could carry on if they kind of keep this DC universe going. You know, is you either quit and start over or you push forward. And I don't know. The problem is we don't know where, what DC is going to do because you have a whole new Batman coming out. Is that a whole new, you know, uh, universe or is it going to be part of it? You know what I mean? It's just a mess. Well, and then you've got Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, you know, mm-hmm. shoving and punching women at bars. Right. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, the rumor had been for the longest time that they were going to use the Flash movie to do Flashpoint and kind of reset and soft reboot the DC universe. Right. Right. But if Ezra Miller's out, I mean, nothing's been said yet. But let's face it. There's no Flash movie on the near horizon. So. No, but it would be an interesting way to start with somebody new. You know, you can start with a Flash movie and do the same thing. You could pull Jason Momoa in again. You know what I mean? You could do it that way still. A different Flash. There's how many Flash anyways, for crying out loud. That's the, one of the problems I have with that. What do you mean? There's not that many Flashes. Well, at least from the, the uh, Arrowverse. It's like, oh, everybody gets speed thing. and uh, Oh, yeah. Well, King Flash. Know, every, and, every every hero has that. You know, Superman's always fighting on other Superman types. Flash is always... Which I, I admit, I why does everyone have to be a, a running racer person and Flash? I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be special. <laughs> <laughs> it's special. It's so special that all of his enemies have the same power. <laughs> Or, or, or with the, the CW problem, like, you know, everybody ends up being some kind of superhero. Something happens to them when they get a power. No. Why does that have to happen? Right. Some people are just, just a human. Like, you know, they blew it. Oh, you know, in a, in a weird news, what's her name? Ruby Rose is not on that show anymore. She's not going to be back. Yeah. Back. Which I heard it, you know, and it did fairly well. I, they're obviously going to do another sec, you know, another season, a second season, but she is out. Must have been some shit going on there. Well, I don't think it's. They, they sound very nice. Both sides are very amicable, but I don't know. I know. I, I know it's only a rumor, but she did get hurt early on in the in first season, and now they had to take some time off because she hurt herself. And they're pissed at her. And I'm she wondering oh. if she's like, you know what? This is just too grueling. I'm going to destroy my body. I'm out. Mm. Interesting. Again, I mean, if you sign up for a show like that, you I would assume every actor would expect three seasons. Right. That seems like a logical. And expect, you know, some physical rigor. I mean. Yeah. Look at, look at, look at Stephen Amell. The guy was ripped for seven, eight years. I bet you right now he is just knee deep in (laughs) bagels. Yeah. He's probably all Big Mac'd out. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, I really liked the first three, four seasons of Arrow. Really liked it. I thought it was a great show. So did I. But then and I just, and then it just kind of, yeah, same, yeah. same exact thing here. They just stopped thinking and they started churning. That's the problem. Those shows became just churn out. I don't, I don't disagree with you. So that's, I mean, DC's really got to get their shit together, and, it, and maybe HBO will give them those. You know, if they start doing the thing like, if they learned a little bit from Netflix and watched Daredevil, like. Pick some of your characters and do that on HBO Max. You know what I mean? Well, you haven't watched you haven't watched that yet either, have you? Or Daredevil? Yeah, yeah, he's badass. Charlie Cox. Did, did you watch that? You watch the Netflix show? Okay, I can't remember if you did or not. 
Um, like figure that out, DC. I watch those. I, I think I still need to watch the third season of Daredevil. Third season's really good. Okay. Final season. But but do that. Like that that'd be perfect for HBO to do. Like pick a character and just do it. Well, they're already working on Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, but that's with with Diggle or whatever, right? No word on the CW. We know that Berlanti. Yeah, but Berlanti I, I don't. I don't want that. I don't. I want all new. Like just cut all the bait that's out now. Start fresh. You've got a chance. You have a whole new network. Don't deal with any of the actors. Like do Green Lantern. Green Lantern would be a great way to reboot Green Lantern. Not some movie. Just a cool thing. Hal Jordan. Start from there. I don't disagree. So they should, they should just pay us. We can figure it out. Yeah, pay us. We'll tell you what to do, DC and HBO Max. Just let us, give us all the money. We'll fuck it they up. You can pay me my wage yeah. and just, you know, let me do everything. That's like, that'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't know why they don't just consult with you first, Joe. Yeah, exactly. So anything else you want to touch on for HBO Max? You, you're you going to get your three months free and, and tell us Maybe all I'll check it. it. I'll check it. But that's the thing, you know, the Schneider Cut... Or, I'm sorry, it's going to be called, what, Zack Schneider's uh, Justice League? Justice League. comes out next year sometime, maybe? Yeah, well, I'm sure they'll do it. I mean, oh, yeah, next year is only it. six months away. But now they're discussing... The, the thing is, it's up in the air. Are they going to do it as a, you know, long extended film, or is it going to be a miniseries, you know? They can, they can do whatever they want. Well, it should be a film, because it's meant to be that. And a series would be weird, because that's... Well, that's, was it six episodes or so six hours or is, is it 30 minute things like the, well, I guess it could be like the Mandalorian, I suppose, you know, 30 minutes here, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. You know, uh, as far as HBO Max goes, no, I mean, I don't have much more to say. Um, it's interesting. It's out there. It is what it is. We're, we're coming, we're in the middle of the streaming wars. Everyone's going to have all their own content and some are going to be losers. Some are going to be winners. So speaking of a winning streaming service. Oh, Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, with this new show. Tell us about this new show that I don't. I just watched a preview of, and I have my thoughts on the preview, which I think are fine, but let's tell me about this new show. <laughs> Movie. So Greg Ruka, if you're a comic book fan, uh, you already know who he is. He, he writes really good, strong female protagonists, and he's really good when it comes down to military stuff, military espionage, that kind of stuff. Right now I'm totally loving his series, Lazarus. One of my favorite comics. Um, but another popular comic of his that did really well was a comic called Stumptown, which now is now a uh, successful TV show on ABC. Got picked up for a second season. So a little rough and tumble. They get, it gives you a flavor of what Rucka, Ruka, I don't know how to say his last name. I keep butchering it, but it gives you a flavor as to what he does. Well, a couple years ago, he wrote a series called The Old Guard about old soldiers. They're literally old soldiers, but old, not as in grandma and grandpa old. They're immortal. So think of it as the Highlander, only no one's chopping off anyone's head and there's no great prize at the end. It's just, what do you do if all you're good at is being a soldier and killing, but you're immortal? Well, how do you, you know, how do you disappear? How do you have make a living? So do they get into why they're immortal? Or is it just a, um, a given? Okay. There's no real answer, and no one really knows why, and they're not all from the same period. In fact, the gist of the movie and the book, I think you got it from the from the trailer, is that every so often they'll encounter a new person that, hey, mm-hmm. you just found out you're immortal. Well, guess what? Right. We've been here for a long time. We'll kind of show you the ropes. Right. 
So, what, I mean, if like I said, if you're a soldier, you have a specific skill set, but you can't die, how are you going to put food on the table? Well, you become a mercenary. So that's what the whole movie's about. It's a, it's the gist. There is a immortal mercenaries that kick a lot of ass. <laughs> I mean, I hope there's more to it to the story. When I mean, otherwise it's just a shoot 'em up that people can't get hurt. Like, there's got to be more to it because we. Well, there I've is seen... more to it. I mean, okay, that's good. It, part of it is also, you know, obviously they can't let people know at large that they're immortal. It's kind of like again, like a vampire. I'm I'm referencing Highlander. Yeah, but. You know, let's let's face it. If if scientists or a government found out that you were immortal, they would instantly grab you and try and find your secret to make others immortal, right? If they think they could, sure. That's right. what they think, Well, they would definitely try. Sure. They try to figure out why you're immortal. So that's kind of like the uh, the danger there that they they can't be found. They have to hide themselves. They have to disappear every so often. And the thing is. In today's society, how does one disappear? It's harder and harder. Right. Well, now you so, can because you get, everybody can wear a mask now. So it's a lot easier now. <laughs> so I, having read the comic, I know you watch the trailer and you're kind of meh on it, right? I'm not meh. I just don't see anything new. You know, I mean, look, it could be fun, good action shots. Like, I don't, you know, I want, again, it always comes down to story. Is there an interesting story around it? You know, and it could be. I'm, I'm not negative. I'm not positive. I just, you know, it's a bunch of people getting shoot him up, running around, and oh, look, they have like Wolverine powers, a heal. Okay, but I gotta have, I gotta have a something else. There's got to be some kind of pull. You know, I can respect that. I'm even if Mandal, like, I guess the difference is like, even if Mandalorian was just a shoot 'em up Star Wars, I probably wouldn't have liked. You know, okay, big deal. But the the whole point now, they've got this threat of. You know, a baby Yoda. What's that all about? The four. You know what I mean? Like they've got to do something like that. Bring it in, because if I if you, if you didn't know anything about Star Wars, right, and you saw the previews for Mandalorian, you might say the same thing. What is what I'm saying right now about this show, right. this movie? It's just a bunch of stuff being shoot 'em ups. You know. I hear what you're saying. I I, I kind of get, you know I get exactly where you're coming from. If you look at this trailer, which you just did, and then watch this the trailer for Six Underground, another Netflix action film, that one done by Michael Bay. You could say there's really not much difference between these two trailers. Right. Is it the Ryan Reynolds one? Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I watched it. It's awful. It's terrible, but it was a shoot 'em up. You know, it's kind of like Fast and the Furious. They're, they're all terrible, but it's a crash up. <laughs> you know, crash up, shoot 'em up. The thing is, you can have you know, fun with them. Like, it, not everything has to be serious. Like, if it's fun, great. That's cool. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love the Fast and the Furious movies, but I know they're stupid, and they know they're stupid. And they lean into that. Six Underground, it was just stupid. Yeah. A couple of cool scenes, but you can't carry a whole movie just on Ryan Reynolds being a smartass. No, that's what he does. Like, he's got to stop. He's got to break that out. He's got to break out of that. I mean, it works for Deadpool. Yeah. It works for a lot of movies he was in, you know. But True, true, true. So, I, I get where you're coming from. Just based on the trailers, it looks like another action shoot him up, but... If you'd like to borrow the trade, I can lend it to you. They just—they're uh, actually in the middle of writing, uh, doing a second series right now that'll be collecting trade as well. So the cool. story is not done in the comics. Uh, I'm so going to watch it because hey, it cost me nothing. It's going to be on there. Like my expectations not so bad when you have Netflix. Like oh, I'm just throw it on if it's good, it's good. You know. I know. I'm just saying if you want to read the original story, I have that as well. 
I think I'll do it afterwards. I've been doing this thing where I, re- I see the movies first now and then read the books because every time I read the book, I love it. And then the movies are always usually, you know. Oh, yeah. The book is almost always better than the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. you know, the problem of reading Jurassic Park first and then seeing the movie and you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> you know, I still really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it was but, fine. You know, the, the movie is at like an B plus, A minus level. I mean, yeah. it's wow. The first time I saw dinosaurs, I'm like, that is pretty, that is awesome. But yeah. the book is 100% A plus. Oh, yeah. It's such a good book. Anyway, Old Guard, I'm geeked about the trailer, but, you know, I have a connection to it because I've already read the book and I'm excited about it. You know, ever since I heard that they picked up the rights to turn the comic into a movie, I've been excited. Joe, I see where you're coming from to you. It just looks like another action film. So it'll be interesting to hear both of our takes in a month when this comes out. Yeah. So uh, last time we talked, I'm going to move on into some Star Wars news. Last time we talked, I said you should st- you start watching Rebels. And I think you've started, right? I've already finished season one. I'm like five or six into season two again. Um, Holy shit, I've only- watched two episodes of season one. <laughs> well, I couldn't stop once I started. I'm working. It's on. It keeps going. Um, <laughs> and uh, what, happened, what happened to we're going to watch them together? Well, I, I can always watch you. I mean, I know. Like, I knew it ahead of time, so I can I can – Pick up where we are. But I couldn't stop. It was good. I forgot how much I liked it. I really forgot how much I liked it. It's it's so good. Their characters get so much better as they go. Um, so tell me about your the first couple episodes. I, and I think the first five or you know, you gotta really give it some time. It's gotta get its legs. And it, it does get its legs, but um what'd you think? First couple. The first couple are fine. Um I'm more interested in it because I wanna I know Ahsoka comes up later. I know Obi-Wan comes up later. I know Maul comes up later. Mm-hmm. I, I've already, these things have already been spoiled for me because, you know, they've been promoting it. I know that even Thrawn shows up at some point. So I, I'm a little impatient in that I want to get to the good stuff. So I've been a little, you know, been, there's been some trepidation going into it just because I know it's going to be a little bit of a slog, but I'm trying not to let that bias me too much. I watched the first two episodes, you know, that basically set up the whole premise of the show. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I do like the fact that Ezra is not, he's not, he's definitely not Luke. No. And I like that. I like that he's selfish. Yeah. I like that he is, you know, I wasn't going to say all about himself, but, you know, he he was abandoned or orphaned or whatever. I haven't completely figured that out yet. Yep. He's had to fight for himself since you know well day one as far as i can tell right now so, if i remember correctly i mean vader's in one and two right episode one yes and two? yeah i mean did you expect that right out of that yeah yeah you expected vader to show up yeah oh okay i didn't when the fear series first started i didn't expect it no he shows up right away like i think he shows up just uh in like a communication at the beginning in somewhere in episode yeah. one, but then I think you yeah. actually see him and then you see, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the guy's name. The, I don't know. The, the guy that's not a Sith, but is or whatever. Oh, the inquisitor. Yeah. Yeah. The inquisitor. Thank you. Um, so all that to say, I, it was all set up, but I'm excited because I mean, it's, it's interesting. It held my interest. It wasn't, this is going to sound bad, but it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. Because I remember watching mm-hmm. the very first episode when the sh- series premiered. 
And I thought, all right, that's that's not bad. But then I didn't bother to watch any more episodes. So yeah. I thought was, well, I guess it just didn't grab me like I thought. Yeah. But watching them again now and knowing mm-hmm. that it ties in so much and knowing more about Filoni and how it's going to weave into the Clone yeah. Wars and even into possibly uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's again, like, yeah. Well, just knowing how well Filoni can interweave these pieces and these stories, I'm much more interested. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So keep going, and we can talk more about it as you go. Again, it takes a good four episodes in because you have to, like, lay that groundwork, right? Every, Every, you know, some of the best series on television, the first seasons aren't so good. You know, like, Cheers was going to get dropped, right? And, there's a ton of things out there that that if you gave it time, if you didn't give it the time, you never would have gotten the great. And um, I, I tell you, this, this is, Rebels really does marinate and gets better and tighter. And um, there's some episodes that you think mean nothing, and then when you get to the end, you're like, "Holy crap!" Brought that back, you know. So there's really smart writing in this. And by the by the time you get to the series, you you love this band of people. Like almost as much as like Luke and that that group of people, it, it becomes they become that good, in my opinion. Even the giant purple dude. Oh, he's one. He's one of my favorites, especially since yeah. he's an original drawing of of a Wookie. From there's so many little. If you're a Star Wars fan, there's so many hidden things in here, and I'm not gonna say fan service because it's not because they actually went. They're trying to get. You know, Filoni wanted to get the, as close to what Star Wars was, so he went and, and used a lot of the Macquarie drawings that that George Lucas didn't use, and used them for other things. Like you'll see a a droid that looks like the original C three PO that was done on a painting, and there is an actual droid in here, and things like that. And it just feels Star Wars when you when you watch it. So I'm fine with that, but like I said, the giant purple dude don't remember his name. I'm sure you Zeb. Know. Thank you. My first thought when I saw it the first time, not not recently, but when I first saw it, you know, when the series premiered, I thought, well, he's a giant, strong alien. He's just a Wookiee stand-in. So I haven't shaken that thought yet. Yeah. Especially, as you said, I know that was kind of like the original body shape and look for a Wookiee. Yeah. So, but that said. Um, he does have a really cool. interesting storyline as it goes, though. You'll learn about his people and what happened and that kind of stuff. Like, so I'm going in yeah. with an open mind and I like Sabine. I'm trying to figure out what her story is because obviously yeah. just coming off the clone wars and just seeing the siege of Mandalore. I'm like, so what happened? How she's obviously much younger. She looks like she's in her teens. Mm-hmm. She's a Mandalorian. She's working with the rebellion. What's the story? I, I guess I'm really interested in the in the whole Mandalorian mythology, and I'm trying to find out more about it. You will, you will get there. She so. interests me, and then She's a great uh, character, great great character. And then is it Sandula? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Era Sandula. Yep. I'm I'm interested in her because I know they dropped a reference to her in Rogue One. I know she becomes a general. So obviously, these are all important people to the rebellion as the rebellion is ramping up. So I'm curious. And I, I do, I do admit I'm interested in, uh, and I, I'm sorry I keep forgetting their names. Uh, the the Jedi that's not a Jedi anymore. Kanan. Thank you, Kanan. Um, I, I'm I'm interested in seeing what his story is. Why he sounds like, I mean, 
obviously you know the answer. So I'm trying to figure out if he left the Jedi Order before Order 66 or after and went into hiding. I'm trying to figure out what his story is. I haven't completely figured that out yet. I could tell you, but... I will find out. Yeah, you'll find out. So it was... Here's the thing. I, I, I liked it. It was interesting. Um, but you're right. It hasn't found its legs with me yet. It's not... Even though I'd, got, I'd stepped away from it for a long time... Season seven of the Clone Wars was fantastic. Yep. It pulled me in immediately. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. Yeah. It'll it, give it a shot. It's good. I'm telling you. Um, other news for the Mandalorian. Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. And now has this been proven that he's playing Cobb Vanth? That's what I heard that it was, a, it was in fact confirmed that he is Cobb Vanth. I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was a rumor. I didn't know if it was actually confirmed. And for those that don't know who Cobb Vanth is, that is from the Aftermath series. There's a little, I talked about it last week and I couldn't remember the character's name or two weeks ago. Um, he comes across what may be Boba Fett's armor and takes it, you know, in the, somewhere in Tatooine. Um, so who knows? Who so knows what Timothy Elephant in the Boba Fett armor would be interesting. So it's not Boba Fett. No, he he can't be Boba Fett because right. Well, we pretty much are already confirmed that Tamora Morrison's Boba Fett. Well, we haven't confirmed that he could be a clone. That could yeah, that could be. But I'm going to put my money on Boba Fett. I'm going to put all right. This is good. You take Boba Fett. I'm going to take. I'm going to take it as a clone. Maybe even Rex. Well, technically, Boba Fett is a clone. No, but I mean a clone trooper. Gotcha. All right. You say he's going to be Rex. I say he's going to be Boba Fett. I say at least clone trooper. I don't know if he'll be Rex because I'm not sure. I mean, Rex is up there in age. That's Rex fine. Boba. I'll give you any clone trooper. I'll, I'm putting money on that he's Boba Fett. Yeah. So let's let's put but real money on but, a dollar. One so dollar. It's, so Fett comes out of the pit without his armor. And he kills Timothy Olyphant. Like, I mean, like, why would he have Boba? I'm, I'm just trying to, rec, you know, reconcile the, the, the Cobb Vanth part of it. Because if they want to keep it in canon, I guess, you know, I don't know. We're gonna find out. We will find out. And again, it's not a podcast until my dog starts barking. That's right. It's now officially a podcast, everyone. It's now officially a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> It's okay. It gives it character, Joe. It gives the podcast character. Yeah, what it is, I know she's terrorizing the cat. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's okay, Joe. Someday we're going to be super famous because this podcast will have our own recording studio. I know, right? A um, couple more things of news, and I'm bummed. Uh, it looks like they're pushing back the New Republic um, series in terms of – or the High Republic is actually what it's called – and that's going to be postponed till January. Uh, I guess they're not. I thought maybe they're just making more edits to the book or they can't get it printed or whatever. Um, I would assume that, that we, they were already so far apart because we were supposed to get it in August, I believe. Right? Correct. Yeah, and I pre-ordered. Well, I, think, I mean, there's got to be more to it, but obviously they want to make sure they get as much media coverage and oomph as possible on this. Yeah. Yeah, they they want to push it. It's a, it's a big deal. Um, it's giving it's going to give them some background. So I'm, I'm bummed, but it's six months. 
you know, not that big a deal. I mean, if it's good, I just want it to be good. If it, you know, don't, if it's, if it's not working and they're pushing it back, that's, I, I just wonder if it's a sign of problems, you know, like it seems like nothing goes smooth for the Star Wars storytellers. Like nothing can just go. Well, you've got hundreds and hundreds of people working in this. I mean, I'm, I'm actually surprised that more rumors don't come out and more leaks don't come out based on the hundreds, if not thousands of people that are working in Star Wars right now. Right. So I get it, but doesn't sure it feel like, like everything goes wrong? <laughs> well, like I said, I'm sure some side out there is going to say, oh, there's problems and that's why I got pushed back. But that could be complete bullshit. But someone could easily say that. Right. I don't know. But hey, anyways, sure. it's being pushed back. No, I say it's just, I don't know what else to say because I don't really know the stories. I'm just a little bummed because I wanted to get some new storytelling and something different. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And you got a couple other things on here, Michael. So I, the hashtag make solo two happen. That seemed to be, this is what, two years since the sentence came out. So the, a lot of people are asking for solo two. Yep. This last week was the two year anniversary of solo coming out, which a lot of people give it shit. I don't know why. I personally thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I watched it again this week because of that. Um, and it's fun. It's just a fun movie. It's fine. It's, it's, you fun. Know, it's not, not particularly deep. It doesn't have to be. No, no, no. And we've covered it in prior podcasts. And I, I just think Harrison Ford got in the way. Like they just expected everybody to be here. It's so hard to, for any actor to, to portray what Han was in the original. It's It's unfair to whatever actor would have taken that role and Harrison Ford's too old to do it. So stop, you know, like get over it, get into the James Bond thing where other people play people, you know, it's just, it's just a character. And I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I won't beat a dead horse, but obviously he wasn't Harrison Ford, but I thought he caught the swagger to me. He yeah. was a perfectly fine Han Solo. Yeah, he was exactly. It was good. And it was a good story. It was fun. Um, it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it because of whatever. Um, I believe it's still. I if it's on Netflix still. Yeah, I believe it's still on Netflix for a while before it was at Disney Plus. So, still there. All that said, I would love a sequel. I think they should continue the story. I thought, I thought he was fantastic as Solo. Maybe people didn't like him. That's fine. Uh, I'd love to see Chewbacca again. And let's face it, I want to see more Lando. Yeah, I hate you know. Make it a Disney Plus thing. Doesn't have to go to the movie theaters. We don't even know what movie theaters are going to be anymore. So, you know, do that. You know what? I'm telling you right now. If they made a show called Solo or the Further Adventures of Solo, got the same actor, did it just like The Mandalorian, thirty minutes, ten episodes. I'm in. You yeah, got that'd be cool. Movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. Why not? I'd do it. I mean, the Mandalorian's a nice blueprint for those, you know, and that's that's the right medium for that particular character. I think. I agree. I would totally be into it. And then you could have other actors and actresses come in and out. You don't have to have the whole, you know, big deal thing. Well, he's a smuggler, so he can run into all kinds of people. He doesn't have to be stuck in a film. Right. And if you watched like the, if you have a chance to watch the making of the Mandalorian and how they're doing these things. They can totally do it. I mean, this whole projected screen and environmental stuff that they're doing in there is amazing for for um, shooting shooting this stuff. So 
they paid for it once. It's kind of like reuse it, you know, use it as much as you can for the yeah, studio yeah. that they built for, for the Mandalorian, like keep it in star Wars. There's a lot of stuff you can re- you, It's kind of like going back to a lot of other shows where you like reuse sets. Well, this one you can reuse cause it's already in the star Wars universe. So it wouldn't so be make, a big deal. Make solo two happen. Whether it's film or TV show, I don't care. Make it happen. I'm in, you have my money. Take it. Cool. And then finally, it's 40 years ago, Empire Strikes Back came out. So obviously the, probably the most beloved of all the Star Wars films, I think if you asked most people, um, certainly one of my favorites. I think most people would name it at the top. I know sometimes <laughs> I do. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's without, you know, you have a new hope. But if you didn't have Empire Strikes Back, I don't think the rest of this would have happened. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. You you still rate Star Wars at the top, correct? Yeah, because it's original. It's just without it, you don't get anything. But I understand. Without, I, I get your reasoning. Yeah. That's without Empire, without Empire, you don't get the rest of the world because correct. it it that you know like Empire was definitely the game changer for sequels for for long-term storytelling for you know showing a movie that ended poorly in terms of like for the for the heroes you know it was not it was a darker film there's there's, it's you know it's just different it was a different way to do a sequel it wasn't a a rehash it was the first time that a sequel was not just a rehash of what we just saw it was a continuation and it changed everything um from empire from it changed the characters it changed the way we, we saw them, um, gave more depth to them, thanks to Irvin Kirshner. Um, you know, it's it's one of the best films ever made in terms of this genre of stuff, of, of sci-fi, fantasy, whatever. Just like Star Trek Two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I threw that out just for yeah. you, but I yeah. do agree no. with you. Um, now, did you see, what was the first Star Wars movie you saw in the theater? Was it Star Wars or was it? Yeah, A New Hope. I saw New Hope when I was seven with my great granddaughter. See, because you're so much older than I am. I know. So much older. (laughs) I saw Empire Strikes Back when it came out at the Terrace Theater in Westland, Michigan. See, similar story. Now, all jokes aside, I'm only a couple few years older or younger than Joe. So I was too young to see Star Wars in the theater. So for Mm -hmm. me, the very first Star Wars film I ever saw on film was Empire. So did you know Star Wars beforehand? Did you see Star Wars beforehand? Just go right into Empire. I, did. I, I remember I remember watching it before and I, I don't remember I mean, you know, it's hard to say I was, you know, seven, six years old. I was six years old. So I when Empire say that I did see Star Wars first on HBO or something like that at some point. I could yeah. be wrong. I, I don't remember what happened in between Star Wars and Empire if they re-released Star Wars or they had it somewhere else to see it because I don't remember seeing it other than in the theater until Empire. So I don't know. I just remember I went with my Aunt Mary and mm-hmm. I want to say my Uncle John. Maybe my Uncle Dan. I'm not 100% sure, but... I remember going to the Northtown Twin, which was on this side of town. It's over. It's 
they the land is still there, but now I think it's a party USA or some shit like that. All that to say, I like talking about it now. I have distinct vision of walking into the theater. It was a sunny day. Mm-hmm. We were going in. I remember I was super super excited, and I just remember being spellbound as I watched the film. So I'm pretty sure that it was 1980 mm-hmm. um, when I saw it, because obviously that's when the film came yeah. out. Yep. I want to say with certainty that I saw it in the theater then with my aunt and uncles and loved it. I mean, that may, that may be, you know, why it's sometimes my favorite Star Wars film. I vacillate between that and Rogue One, but it's hard to say because you know, Rogue One, I see it now and I appreciate it as an adult now and why I love it as an adult now. But for me, Empire was the best Star Wars film for decades. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's a great, great film. It's it's perfectly paced. It's not crazy. It's perfectly paced. It, you know, you're not, it's, it's not deep story. I mean, it's basically a chase movie, you know. Uh, right. Ryan Johnson, take a look at that and see what a chase movie is, because what you had was not a good chase movie. Um, but did his movie have to be a chase movie? Uh, that was his decision, <laughs> not mine. It didn't have to be. Um, but long story short, it's it's one of the. I mean, everything in that movie is great. From lighting's different than Star Wars. It's a little dark. You know, it's a little more richer in color. Um, you know, they just. Again, it was it was perfect. It's it's you, you got to think, you know, George Lucas going from like you know here we have this smaller story and like now we have to be bigger and we've got to do it better and we've got to be smarter and and it wasn't I'm going to cash in right because he could have just cashed in and done another one but boom done but well, I, I'm quite sure that the studio did not particularly want Empire the way it was. I bet you like that's not like the other one. That's not happy. That's not you know what I mean. Quite sure. I can, see that. I can see that. But let's throw this out there as well. There was a little bit of the cash in. He had to be mindful of that. And here's why. He retained the merch- merchandising rights. Sure. And, I mean, how many action figures? I mean, first off, the snowtroopers. It's a different type of snow- a stormtrooper, snowtrooper. Had to have that. <clears throat> yep. But also, that whole bounty hunter scene you don't get to spend any significant time with any of those bounty hunters no, but other those are... than Boba. Right. But you still have the action figures. You're like, oh, yeah. But you have, like, yeah. who are these people? Like, I, I have four Lom. I have yep. Discs or whatever that name is. And there's, what, Dengar and there's Dengar. IG-88. Yep. Bosk. Bosk. I mean, an IG-88, at least him, you know, he, he became big in the in a lot of the video games for him being an assassin droid. droid. Right. But for the most part, I mean, you don't see any of these other bounty hunters ever again. Nope. That's the beauty of the, it's the whole universe thing. Like, look at these characters. Where can they go? You can do all these branches, you know, right. stuff. What I'm saying is, what... there, there was a little bit of an eye on merchandising because we had every single one of those bounty hunters. Oh, for sure. You see on screen for three, four seconds. But what I'm saying is, that's different than, I think, just like, um, when I said cashing in, I'm thinking more like, I'm not going to put any thought into it. I'm just going to rehash what I did because it made money. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, he came at it from a critical angle, not 
not like, you know, I'm just going to do, you know, I don't know. He didn't jaws to it. Right. Exactly. That's a, that's a really good, really good scenario. Cause that wasn't even Spielberg, but yes, he didn't jaws to it. He didn't, um, you know, he didn't just go through the motions. That's what I was, really, I was looking for. He didn't go through the motions to just to knock it out and say, here's your Star Wars movie, everyone. You know, that wasn't yeah, his goal. He's like, I've got all this money. Now look at all these new things I can do. Yeah. And he made a great film in it, you know, 40 years ago. It's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. It holds up. I mean, the stop motion animation, I don't see it as much, but, you know, if you look at it with a critical eye, I can see how someone nowadays would be like, okay, maybe it's a little fake. Yeah, Tauntaun, but they they still they clean it up. I, and that's why I don't mind this particular saga when they go back in and clean it up and digitally rehance because our eyes have changed and it keeps the story forward and it doesn't bother me so much. That is one of the things I've seen said, you know, in the special editions that they basically remake the movies into how you remember them. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but when they clean up the film and it looks better, it's just clean. It, it just brings it into a... You can watch them from start to finish, you know? So Yeah, so... Yep. 40 years, Empire... Let, let's face it. If Empire Head didn't exist, I don't know this podcast would exist. Probably not. Probably not. It's really... all goes back to that. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, Star Wars, but... Yeah. Empire really launched into the stratosphere. It did. It, it, it brought legitimacy to the field of them and making some serious, serious money. 100% agree. Cool. Well, there you go. That's the news that, that, that we have covered. Um, I do want to say one thing. Like, you know, I kind of joked at the beginning of 50 episodes, and it actually, it's been great. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I, I want to thank Michael for still talking to me after 50 episodes. <laughs> you don't have to thank me for talking to you. You realize I'm a geek, right? Yeah, I know. But, you know. It's still it's time we take time from our daily lives and, and and do this show and it's and I love doing it. Um, it's a you know we're, whether it's one person that listens or fifty or fifty thousand you know all I, all I can say is I I can't thank those people enough that listen to this podcast and um, you know supporting us. There's some friends of ours on Twitter that I've new people that I haven't talked to that, that seem to respond and talk to us. And I, I love talking to them. So it's, uh, I'm very thankful to those who listen, whether again, whether it's five or 5,000. Um, so I thank you all for listening. Uh, hopefully you share it with friends as you do. And, and that's how we'll get more listeners. Um, so I'm just thankful that you guys are out there listening to the Kybercast, you know, and Michael, if they want to catch us somewhere or at least talk to you, where can they find us? Well, as always, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Instagram. Look for us at the KyberCast or just KyberCast. And as Joe said, we love the interaction, so we're, we're good at retweeting, we're good at uh, you know talking to people on Twitter. I comment on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Joe does too, but uh, we usually respond pretty quickly. So if you want some feedback, hit us with what you got, we'll respond. We'll give it our shot. We'll give it our shot. That's episode number 50 in the can. Thank you all for listening. We hope you come back for 51. Take care, everybody. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. 
Boring conversation anyway. 